Uh, our guest in the studio today, we do have an interview live in the studio today, and his name is Harold Visser. You can find him online at Harold J. Visser, that's V-I-S-S-E-R dot com. He is a candidate for mayor of Carbondale coming up uh, this spring. Those elections will be held on April the 4th. Harold, uh, scoot up close to that microphone. You can just about eat the thing so we can hear you loud and uh, thank you for being with me appreciate it well thanks for having me today here will so uh, let's just go right to the question of who is harold visser <laughs> well I, w- I would say first i'm a family man i've been married for 16 years my beautiful wife erica we have uh, six kids together and we live on a very small farm on the north side of carbondale uh, i went to siu um, after growing up in northern illinois I started in aviation, got my pilot's license, um, decided it was too expensive for me, and then I switched over to business administration. I uh, got my degree in that. I stuck around this area, uh, developed a construction business, and I've also gotten to rental properties lately, and those have been going pretty well. So you obviously have to live inside the city limits of Carbondale, run for mayor, but you also say you have a small farm. So how does that work? Well, I mean, the the uh, 14 acres in the house that I live on are in the city limits, and then we have a little bit of acreage that's outside the city limits. I see. Okay. Well, it just you don't often think about farms being <laughs> inside city limits. That's the reason why I just uh, asked one, the question. One thing I love about Carbondale and the surrounding area, it's like, I grew up in the suburbs, so you had every shop you could ever imagine. Carbondale really does have a lot of that. We got a lot of different sandwich shops. You got Lowe's, you got uh, some bigger stores. Um, all the shopping you want, and then five minutes later, you're out in the middle of cornfields and enjoying a country drive. So, Yeah. Was there a specific moment when you said to yourself, I'm going to run for mayor of Carbondale? <laughs> well, honestly, um, I had been thinking about doing city council, um, and then I decided Mike Henry announced that he was going to be uh, stepping down. I said, you know what? If you're going to do city council, why don't you run for mayor? Um I have many reasons for doing that. It's just uh, I feel like Carbondale's given a lot to me, and I want to give a lot back to the city. And this is uh, one way I could do it by serving the people of Carbondale. Do you have um, previous experience as an elected official? I have never been elected to any public office. I am a deacon in a church, and I had to go through an election for that. And um, I only had one dissenter out of a whole congregation, which I think is pretty good. And That's it was not a bad. Very, very minor issues. <laughs> and where do you go to church? I go to Cornerstone Reformed. It's over there on uh, Giant City Road. A lot of people call it the Castle Church. Yes, well, that church is very uh, architecturally unique, I guess would be one way to put it. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, we have a bell tower, which we make good use of on Sunday mornings, and uh, stained glass windows. And that church was. Uh, this is getting a little off topic of the mayor's race, but um, the church that built it um, was having trouble. Their congregation had shrunk a little bit, and uh, the payments were a little bit much, and we were renovating another building. We ended up doing an exchange, and I think both congregations have done well since, and it's good to work together with other brothers and sisters in Christ in Carbondale. So, Is that essentially a Baptist church or non-denominational? I, it's sometimes hard to tell based upon the name. Well, we might be here, be here for an hour if I went into everything, but it's part of the communion of Reformed Evangelical churches. <clears throat> okay. Um, I would, if I wanted to pigeonhole it, I'd say it's probably a little closer to Presbyterian. Our pastor wears a robe and a collar. 
Um, we very liturgical, very um, enthusiastic uh, singing. All right, we have a really great music minister, you know. We got organ and drums and violins, and the congregation is very robust in their singing. Like, we sing in parts. Sounds like the Lutherans with better music. Yeah, I would, you know what, the Lutherans, I, I love my Lutheran brothers, and we are very similar in a lot of ways, so. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Harold Visser is running for mayor of Carbondale. Uh, you can find him online at Harold J. Visser, V-I-S-S-E-R dot com. Your business card that you are handing out as a part of your campaign says safety, community, and growth. So let's take it in that order. Um, why is safety uh, the first thing that you lead with as uh, you campaign for mayor of Carbondale? Well, for one, it's something that I've seen over the years. It seems like Carbondale has become a more dangerous place. Uh, when I came here in 2002, I mean, you have violence and you have theft and stuff like that. But it seems like um, there's a lot more of it lately, and the crime statistics will show that. You know, if you pull up a crime map, we're in the 90th percentile in the nation for violence. Um, I was at the Arbor um, District meeting a couple Sundays ago, and they showed a map of all the gunshots just in the Arbor District. And it's like, you know, these are neighborhoods. You know, this is where people live. This is where they want their kids out in the streets. And it's... uh, hasn't become safe or it's become a lot less safe and also we've been doing um, a lot of surveys uh, you can find that on our website share your opinion and this is one of the big things that has been coming up that along with potholes so <laughs> so there has been a lot of reporting about shootings in Carbondale over the last several years mm-hmm. what can be done about it well I mean I think you have to like you got to do two things you got to look at what can be done in the short term and what could be done in the long term. Long term is obviously much more difficult because that's a, it's a cultural problem. It's helping um, young people to learn how to express themselves, to be able to talk, to um, be able to work. I mean, when you go to work and you have something to keep, you're not generally going to risk it by you know getting into a gunfight or something like that. Um, short term, I think what we need to do is we really need to pour into our local law enforcement, let them know that we support them. Um, both through speech and um, financially, you know, Carbondale, I think they suffer a little bit from um, having not enough funding. You know, we could use a couple of more officers. And if we paid our officers more, they're more likely to stick around. I think Stan Reno's doing a good job with what he has, but it seems like, uh, well, you could always use a little more. And an example I have of this, um, we, had a, we had a trespassing incident at our property. It wasn't anything serious, just somebody was hanging out in our woods and they didn't want to leave. We called a police officer, you know, polite, professional, um, but the, the tires on the front of his cruiser were bald. Mm. I said, you got to fix this. And he said, well, we, I don't think we have the budget to fix this. And if, if our officers don't have um, proper safe equipment, they're going to be demoralized and they're going to have a harder time in their job. So it's really, I mean, that's just basic stuff. Equip your officers with the tools they need and then let them do their job. Uh, another solution I had, and this is not a costly one, is police have to do a lot of paperwork. Maybe we could um, do what they do in the medical field and we could bring in some scribes. So the scribes could really do the brunt of the paperwork for the police officers. The police officers still have to tell them what to say, what to write, and they have to approve it before it's um, submitted. But I mean, that would relieve them of that so they can go focus on actually what's happening in the streets. Well, there certainly is more requirements when it comes to reporting now than ever uh, mm-hmm. on police and yep that is a common complaint i think amongst 
uh, police chiefs across the state of Illinois is that, you know, oftentimes their officers are report writing when they could be doing other things and being more visible in the community, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And you could pay somebody, somebody doing that job can get $15 an hour and they're comfortable and they're sitting in an office. You know, you got to pay, you got to pay someone more money if they're out there and they could possibly um, be shot at. So, I mean. <laughs> sure. Harold Visser is our guest at the studio. The next thing you uh, have here is community. Of course, that's a very broad catch-all term. Is there something uh, specific when you say community that you mean? Well, um, I feel like Carbondale is extremely diverse. The university is bringing people from all nationalities um, to Carbondale. Um, I've, we've done Bible studies with uh, Chinese students, Taiwanese, Malaysian, Brazilian, um, all sorts of different um, ethnicities from around the world, lots from Africa, Uganda, etc. Um, and it, it, it really does make an interesting culture because you can get lots of different foods, you get lots of different viewpoints. Um, but Carbondale is divided in some things. And I think what you need from a mayor and what you need from a leader is not to make your circle smaller. You need to look for what makes us all the same. How are we all human? Focus on those things so we can work together on the problems that are here. And then, you know, if we have differences, we can talk about those. But you know, don't let it just divide us and put us in separate corners. Also, you have on your business card growth, and I presume what you mean by that is economic. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, when you're trying to get a catchphrase, you can't <laughs> make it two miles long. Um, I would say growth, and this comes from the surveys too, and I've actually been going uh, business to business, giving out my cards and talking to business owners saying, you know, what are your what do you like about Carbondale? What are your frustrations? What would you like to see changed? And um, most of them, most of them say that uh, the high taxes are a burden on them because that really is a cost. It increases the cost of their products, and they feel like they're losing business because of that. And then another cost is um, regulation. Um, they they feel like there's a lot more regulations in Carbondale than perhaps their other business in Marion or Murfreesboro. And at some point, they just say, you know, it costs too much, and they pick up and they leave. There's a lot of uh, a lot of downtown businesses for rent or even for sale. And what we need to do is just lighten up on those reasonably. Obviously, you don't want to get hurt walking into a business. Obviously, um, you need to feel safe where you're going. But, you know, at some point, you might say, you know, this, maybe look at this regulation and say, we don't need to apply this everywhere, or we might be able to get rid of this, and then talk to businesses and bring them back. Um, another thing, uh, growth-wise, which is a, a little bit bigger thing to bite off, is trying to attract some of these mid-sized manufacturing companies, because Carbondale really does have a lot to offer. We have, uh, I would say, a pretty good uh, population for a workforce for factories or light manufacturing like that. And the way we have to entice them is low taxes and low regulations. So they feel like if we come to Carbondale, it's going to be easy for us to do business. Uh, what relationship do you think that the city of Carbondale should have with the university? I mean, it it should be friendly. It, um, obviously, the city of Carbondale benefits greatly from having the university. They're bringing, bringing students in. These students need housing, they need food, um, and they need entertainment. So that's that's a huge thing. I think the city's been hurt through the university population dwindling over the years. I'm uh, optimistic that Chancellor Lane is doing the things he needs to to turn that around. 
Um, but I think there has to be a lot of communication and talking and, hey, what do you need? And how can we help? And, you know, what, how can you help us? Sure. Harold Visser is our guest in the studio today is 1217. He is a candidate for mayor of Carbondale. We're going to take the first break of the day and we'll be back with more right after this. In the studio with me today, Harold Visser, V-I-S-S-E-R, HaroldJVisser.com. He is a candidate for mayor of Carbondale. How many signatures did you have to get to get on the ballot uh, in Carbondale? How many I had to get? I think it was 23. Um, we ended up with about 100 and... I can't remember. It was about 121 signatures. You only needed 23 signatures to run for mayor of Carbondale? Yeah, I think it, it's something like 5% of the last vote. Uh, I thought it was a low number. Um, How many you know, people voted in the last election? I, I don't have that exact number. I think uh, uh, Mayor Henry won with 1,100 votes. He won by 200, so that's roughly 2,000 votes or so. Well, that's not as big of a voter base as I thought there was in Carbondale. <laughs> Um, I will say one thing. Um, my, my neighbor who lives across the street from me, older, retired gentleman, 70 years old, I told him I want to run for mayor. And he says, I don't vote. Mm. And I said, I said, that's a shame. And we talked about it, and we went back and forth. And he said, well, I'll sign the petition. And he signed the petition. I told him, hey, I'm on the thing. And he's like, okay, I'll vote for you. And I feel like he might be – there's probably a lot of people that feel disenfranchised, like maybe their voice hasn't been heard in a lot of years and you know just reaching out to people and saying you know i care because i really do care and i'm willing to listen to you um i think does help and on my website i do have a place for share your opinion because we really i i want to know what my constituents want that's how i want to govern sure i want to serve them i don't want to be this overlord and i understand there is a there's a place for you have to make a decision my constituents don't make decisions. If I'm mayor, I have to make decisions. But I want their opinion to be part of that. I don't want all these people feeling like, oh, my voice isn't heard, nobody cares. So, Well, one of the interesting things about Carbondale is that the west and south side of Carbondale is who votes, uh-huh. you know, in, in, in large numbers anyway. Yep. And those are the folks who have been in Carbondale a long time, you know, yep. decades. Yep. Um, the... You know, many of the folks who are the loudest voices that emanate from, you know, the uh, employment halls of the university Uh or from the activist class or whomever don't necessarily represent the largest portion of voters in the town. And so it makes for a a governing Carbondale. I tell people all the time, people will say to me, you know... uh, something positive about Murfreesboro or whatever. And uh, once I was asked about, you know, if I was mayor of Carbondale, if I would do the same things in Carbondale I do in Murfreesboro, and I say, I don't think that I necessarily could because it's such a different community. You know, Carbondale is just a different town than any other town in southern Illinois Uh because of the economic, the demographical diversity that exists there. Uh Um, And so it's... It's a big challenge. And I, I'll, I'll say this. Um, when I was out getting signatures, I didn't get them all myself. I, um, I've got family and friends. I had um, Democrats getting them, Republicans getting them. 
um, people of the LB, LBGQ community mm-hmm. out getting them, some of my renters. I mean, it's not just uh, – it wasn't like this little – group trying to like oh let's get this guy on here i feel like it's people from all walks of life and um different uh different areas from different places of the world different thought patterns um and you know it's really i'm if you if you want to pigeonhole me somewhere i'm not a democrat i'm not a republican i would say i'm probably center and a little more conservative Mm -hmm. in things um and i think that's what you need you need somebody who's going to listen to both sides and work together so that way that people don't feel pushed over here and disenfranchised with sure. the local government. Harold Visser is with me today online at haroldjvisser.com. Uh, he writes, my goal is safer neighborhoods, a thriving community, and economic growth in Carbondale. And uh, you can share your opinion with him on that uh, website. I believe this card goes to that website i presume yeah, there's a qr code on the back of it which your viewers can't see but <laughs> sure well even no matter how close i hold it to the microphone they still can't see it um there was something else you mentioned during the uh, break and yeah. i think it was in terms of of growth uh that you wanted to mention specifically that you didn't mention earlier yeah um one thing i uh part of growth in a long-term strategy um kind of goes there's already a program doing it. it's called jackson uh, ceo um, where they help carbondale um, high school students to um, have maybe a, a an entrepreneurial mindset and work with mentors um, i've done that in my personal life or my business life um, as a contractor i've had young men work for me you know and not just showing them this is how you put stuff together to make it look pretty but this is how you show up on time. This is how you talk to people. Yeah. Listen to their concerns. You know, because I, I mean, I was a contractor for 15 years. There were times when I did something and the person's like, I don't like that. I got to rip it apart <laughs> and I got to do it. And I have to do it, you know, with a, a smile or at least say, you know what, this is your house. You want it a certain way. I'm going to do it your way. Mm-hmm. Um, but teaching kids those skills and also, I mean, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to learn how to deal with uh, real estate agents and deal with lawyers and read contracts and understand what a budget is, how to budget for things, how to, you know, you just, you have money in the bank. You don't just spend all that money. You save it for X, Y, and Z. Um, but expanding that, um, one, one, I'm working with a, a group of folks who, there's a man, he might possibly donate an uh, apartment building. And in that part, apartment building, it would give a place for, let's say you're an unwed um, pregnant mother and you don't know what to do. Um, and you've got a lot of choices before you. This would be a place where you could go to have um, get counsel, how to figure out um, how, how you can move forward and keep your baby and also learn uh, a skill either to go work for someone else or learn a business <coughs> trade so you can take care of yourself and your family. And I think those things are important. That's how you build community. And, uh, of course, one of the things that's made a lot of headlines recently is that with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, uh-huh. many of these border states, as they're called now, between uh, states that uh, are allowing abortion and states that are not, mm-hmm. are becoming homes to abortion clinics. Carbondale is one of those. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts on the arrival of abortion clinics in Carbondale? I mean, my personal thoughts, uh, it saddens me because I think that 
that's kind of like a last resort for a lot of these women. They don't realize they have other choices for keeping their children. Um, I do know, uh, as mayor, Illinois law um, prohibits any municipality from making any kind of legislation um, regulating abortion clinics at all. So there's not uh, there's not really anything you can do as a municipality uh, to do that. They have that right in Illinois. Um, what I would like to see is more of the you know pregnancy resource centers, more help like that. I think a lot of local churches are involved in things to help these women. And I mean, as a Christian man, what do you want to see? You want to see restoration. Even if a woman had an abortion, you know, I want to see that woman, you know, come to Christ and feel the um, forgiveness of the sins that we all need. Our guest in the studio today has been Harold Visser. Uh, again, he is online at haroldjvisser.com. Um, Mr. Visser, anything else that you want to say about your campaign uh, to voters of Carbondale who may be listening today? Well, I just I, I would like the people of Carbondale to know that Carbondale's future kind of looks bleak. It looks almost like we're heading towards like being East St. Louis or something like that. I don't think we're that far along. I think that really what we need to do is um, make some minor heading changes, and we're going to end out end up in a much better place. And it's um, part of that's the city government, part of that's local businesses, and I think we can work together and we can all have a brighter and a happier future here. Harold, thank you so much for coming over to the studio and being with me. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you, Will.